Welcome to Doing a World of Good, a podcast from the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. Today's episode is generously underwritten by Scott and Karen Love to shine the light on process engineers and the work they do to positively impact society. I'm your host, Bob Norp. For today's show, we continue our series of episodes focusing on process engineers and the highly valued role they play within a variety of industries, including pharma. This time, we look at the lives and careers of two of our more exceptional young professional members. First up, we have Donna Bryant. Now, Donna has over 13 years of experience as a process engineer, working with giants like Syngenta in in various capacities at that organization, and now she is with Pfizer overseeing tech transfers. So, Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, also with us, we welcome Carlos Prieto Perez. Now, Carlos is just starting his career, having recently graduated with honors from Virginia Tech and is now an associate specialist in engineering at Merck. Thanks for being here, Carlos. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I think the best place for us to start this conversation is probably around the basics. So, Donna, why chemical engineering? What what drove you to seek this as a profession? And in particular, what about process engineering fascinated you, that particular niche of chemical engineering? So, when I graduated high school, I originally wanted to be a doctor. A doctor, really? (laughs) Yes, yes. And then when I was trying to figure out how the best path to be able to get to med school, I decided to go to, to engineering school to better differentiate myself from the biology and chemistry majors. And when I got into engineering school at the University of Virginia, I absolutely loved it and then got rid of the idea of becoming a doctor and decided to focus on just becoming an, an engineer. You know, and, there, there's a lot of connection between those two. I've, again and again, when I talk to engineers on this program, uh, chemical engineers, they, they talk about that connection between the biochemistry and the, the, process, uh, the process engineering that goes on all the time within the chemical engineering profession. So this is really not surprising you would find your way there and you fell in love with engineering, you say? I did, yes. And I guess it also, um, I was a little bit, I guess, pre-disposition um, to be able to end up going in engineering because my dad and uncle and also cousin are all engineers as well. Uh, so I guess it was already in my blood and I just didn't realize that I, w- I would love it as much. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And what, what about process engineering uh, was particularly fascinating to you? Well, as soon as I decided that I wanted to become a chemical engineer, I ended up doing a variety of internships and different opportunities to figure about what exactly in chemical engineering I wanted to do. So I ended up doing, um, ended up doing nuclear engineering, ended up working in a lab doing tissue engineering, and then ended up also then going into agriculture industry, um, in, in the in- industry there and was a process engineer um, as an internship and absolutely loved it. And after I ended up having that experience, I decided that I wanted to be a process engineer after graduation. So when I joined Syngenta, I actually was in a rotational program um, doing a wide diff- variety of process engineering roles, one working in a manufacturing site, another one helping with a uh, um, scale up um, from pilot plant in a pilot plant, actually. And I just 
really just enjoyed the process engineering aspect of it. And that has continued throughout my career, even though I've had a variety of roles. And, and I think why I really enjoy it the most, it just has to do with the problem solving aspect and then working with a wide variety of people. I have definitely found that I love working with people in manufacturing, helping to figure out what they need help with, how to solve it, and working with them to be able to come to that conclusion. So that's what drives me and that's why I love it. And even though I've changed in industries from the agriculture industry to now the pharmaceutical industry, it the farm process engineering is still very similar and that drive is still what keeps me going. I love how you put it in terms of problem solving. That's one of the most fascinating aspects of engineering. You know, it's just like it's all about problems. You know, you get the problem, you solve it, and you make the process work. Um, Carlos, is your story similar? I mean, it's just like obviously you're just starting out in your, your official career. You have a pretty, you know, a pretty well-rounded resume already with all the work that you've done, both as an intern and as a um, in school and everything else you've done. But Tell, tell us, what, what was your path and journey to getting to engineering? What, what kind of inspired you to pursue this as a profession? Yes. Uh, well, my answer is directly problem solving. I <laughs> actually enjoy problem solving since I was a kid. You see, this uh, is why I love engineers. I'm a problem solver, too. I'm not an engineer, but I, I love talking to you guys because of that. Uh, so problem solving is the core, huh? Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I was that kid that would, like, uh, take apart uh, small radios, pens, whatever I can get my hands on and just trying to understand how they work. So I always uh, enjoy that aspect. And during my high school years, I guess I, I liked math and I liked chemistry. So chemical engineering was a no-brainer for me on that aspect. I also realized that it would provide me a really good understanding of fundamentals, which is very important for problem solving. So it all comes back to problem solving for me. And what about process engineering in particular? Um, why, why did process engineering fascinate you and what about it made it kind of like your core mission to be, you know, as a chemical engineering? Yes, well, again, as Donna mentioned, I also did internships trying to see where within chemical engineering I would like to be. So one of my rotations, that is my chemical company where I interned, was in uh, process engineering and i really enjoy that because uh, of the day-to-day -day is problem solving you get to do a lot of uh, process improvement troubleshooting uh, root cause analysis so i i enjoy that aspect of process engineering um, so that's why i chose process engineering Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let, let's talk about, move on to a little bit more about your journey. You know, obviously, Donna, you, you started off in, in the medical profession and then you, or rather in the medical education field or whatever, and then you decided that engineering was more your bailiwick and where you wanted to be. Um, tell us a little bit more about your journey. Uh, what kind of roadblocks did you face uh, in the process of becoming an engineer? Was there anything that kind of made it difficult for you to choose this as your profession? And what did you do to surmount these obstacles in, in your journey to become an engineer? So as soon as I um, ended up getting into the, getting into the engineering school, um, we actually don't end up uh, declaring your major until the second year. 
Um, so you end up actually doing your the basic classes, so classic or so calculus and physics, um, some of the standard ones across engineering. And then you also have an intro to engineering class where you end up then figuring out what kind of engineering class, engineering discipline that you want to go into. Um, so once I ended up getting an engineering school and making that decision in high school, it it wasn't a it was the classes were definitely challenging, but I guess the drive was already there. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So as I was going into classes and figuring out um, what kind of engineering discipline I wanted to do, and after deciding chemical engineering, um, you know, end up applying for that major, going into it, and then meeting the other engineers that wanted to go that route. Um, it was, it, it was fine. I ended up, uh, you know, struggling through a couple classes, definitely bonded with a lot of my classmates. But after making that decision, it just was ended up working on the course load and just learning all the fundamentals about fluids and thermodynamics and, um, and all the different engineering classes. Was it a positive experience in your educational background? I mean, did you run against anybody who was pushing back against you or saying that you can't do this or anything that blocked you, blocked you in your pursuit? Or was the educational environment very welcoming and kind of leading you into this profession naturally? The atmosphere was great. We there was no there was no one telling me that I couldn't do anything or anyone that was really pushing me back. We had a very diverse um, group or a pretty diverse group um, that was actually in my engineering class, so that was good. We were actually about forty sixty for females to males in there, so we were almost fifty fifty, which mm. um, you know other disciplines can't necessarily say that. Um, so I felt very supported. Um, and yeah, no one was really telling me I can't do it because I'm a female or because of my background. And then I was very supported also up from my home, um, you know, just because my father's an engineer, he understood the curriculum I'd be going through. And he did help me out with, um, you know, some physics problems or other issues that I ended up having, as well as other, you know, professors and classmates. So this, um, this, I felt, this warms mm-hmm. my heart. This warms my heart to hear because I so often we have some of the older chemical engineers, especially women and people of color who come in and talk about their challenges that they faced. And they've worked really hard, especially AICHE. I mean, they've worked really super hard in order to make a more inclusive educational environment. And it's nice to see that that's actually bearing fruit and that, you know, engineering programs are more welcoming to um, people who used to not be welcome within the profession. So that's, that's, that's a good sign, a very good sign. How about you, Carlos? Did you have any roadblocks to surmount on your way to becoming an engineer? Uh, yes. The main challenge, I would say, is uh, I'm a first-generation, but also an immigrant. Mm. So I, I didn't do high school here in the United States. I didn't know how to apply to universities, for example. Uh, so it was very interesting to go through that. I started a community college um, because that provided me with a path to do chemical engineering in a four years university after the community college, right? Mm-hmm. But even then, like I arrived to the US without knowing how that process may look because I knew at that point that I wanted to become a chemical engineer, uh, but I just didn't know how at the beginning. So it took a lot of research, a lot of help to like just going to the offices, going to the advisors and just asking them uh, 
So that was the main challenge I had. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that, the mentorship role, you know, did, how did mentorship play a role in helping you get to your, your current status, um, your current profession? I mean, was there anybody in particular who was um, especially helpful to you in this journey or somebody who was advising you or someone who you continue to uh, get advice from in your in your day-to-day work environment? Yes, well, uh, I think the most help I got was when I arrived at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I already knew that I wanted to do chemical engineering, but similarly, even if you are transferring into the school, you have to do at least one semester of general engineering. And then you get to pick your major within engineering. Uh, so since I already knew that I wanted to do chemical engineering, I approached the the professor of uh, uh, the first class you take as a chemical engineering major, and he was very welcoming. He really took me under his wing. Uh, he had these open offices uh, policies, so you could just walk in and ask him about anything. It could be even professional, uh, like resume advice or classes, anything related to like chemical engineering and beyond. Um, so his name was Dr. Preston Durrell. He passed away recently, actually. Mm. But he was a real inspiration, really, really helped me to sort things out, just trying to accommodate my schedule. Uh, improve my resume and always give me good advice. Um, I would say a lot of people within the chemical engineering department at Virginia Tech were helpful. Uh, Dr. Whiting also helped me a lot. Uh, Both of them were basically my advisors. And within the Honors College also, I I got help. Uh, So uh, a lot of people that I, I would like to thank about that because I'm here now because of them. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was a great program at Virginia Tech. I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed um, that you had so much mentorship and support. Uh, Donna, um, I'm assuming you had mentors as well. And I'd like to add to the question, not only to find out who your mentors were, but also has it inspired you to become a mentor to young professionals? And have you had the chance to kind of pass it along and help people further their own careers? Yes, I've had several different mentors. One of them was actually um, John O'Connell, who was uh, my AICHE chapter advisor at University of Virginia. He actually helped me get my first job. He was, um, they actually came and asked him for a recommendation and um, did like a character check on me um, after they, when Syngenta was actually looking at hiring me. So Mm. I'm um, forever grateful for him not only helping me to develop my leadership skills um, when I was at University of Virginia involved with um, as like AICG chapter president, but then also um, helping me to get my first job. Um, So very happy about that. And then um, I, it, since graduation, I have also had several other mentors. One of them was my one of my first bosses, um, Craig Ernest, who continues to be my mentor, even though I no longer work for Syngenta. Mm-hmm. And so I end up calling him and talking to him about a variety of things. When I first took my when I first took a manager position, he actually gave me a lot of great advice and helped me along. He's been a great mentor to me. And then also Anna Davis, also at Syngenta. Um, and then I'm con- continuing to make um, 
you know, meet people and develop a mentor relationship at Pfizer as well, because I think that that relationship is important to have throughout your whole career. And and since I've had such a great mentor experience, you know, from the mentee perspective, I have tried to be a mentor to different people. Um, so actually at Syngenta, I had the opportunity to hire a couple engineers to work for me and I ended up trying to be a mentor for them. Um, and then also now that I've moved up to Boston, trying to get to know some of the engineers, um, not only that work for Pfizer, but then also in the area and then continue to try to help people when I can. No, it's, you mentioned Pfizer and obviously uh, Carlos, you're at Merck. Um, you both landed in the pharmaceutical industry. What attracted you to this space? I'm going to start with Carlos. You know, what opportunities, what opportunities is it affording you? What attracted you to pharmaceuticals? What, what, what's, what's the, the whole reason for being there for you? I remember I was taking this, uh, this class at Virginia Tech. Uh, it was an elective and it was about engineering cultures. Anyways, the thing is that this article that I read um, just said that engineers had an important role in society. Um, I'm also doing a minor in economics. And the thing is that the article actually mentioned that engineers should study economics because economics is a social science and it helps you even further help society at large. And I was like, that sounds like me. That's that's what I want to do. So really inspired on that. It was just like the inception idea that got me to uh, pursue a profession, profession where I could help people. Yeah, that, that's, that seems like a very common refrain that I hear on the show. I mean, it's just like the desire to help is kind of baked into the chemical engineering profession. Um, Donna, I'd love to hear your story. You went from agriculture, you know, lawn chemicals and pesticides and stuff like that, and now you're into pharmaceuticals. Why the transition? Are you finding it to be more rewarding? You know, is it? I'm just trying to get a feel for why you ended up in pharmaceuticals and how you how you're thinking about the profession right now. So whenever I try to figure out like what role I want to do, I I feel like it's kind of like. Um, Carlos says, you know, we want to help people. And I feel like whether it's in the agriculture industry or pharmaceutical, you know, you're still just trying, that's that innate sense of what you want to do. You want to help people either by helping to feed them or helping them, you know, have medication to be able to help them being able to have a good life. And my move actually came because I needed to make a geographical change. Um, not because I was tired of Louisiana. I actually really enjoyed living down in Louisiana. <laughs> Um, but it was because um, I had been dating my boyfriend long distance and we needed to be able to get into the same city. So we were doing long distance from Louisiana to Connecticut and we needed to be able to actually live in the same city. And now now we're actually married. So very happy about that. But um, it, uh, Congratulations. it was more. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so it was we just. We needed to make a change. I knew I was going to have to do it, make an industry change um, because there's not very many agriculture chemicals companies um, up in the Northeast. Um, and so I knew that it was a big biotech um, hub and then so started then to look for opportunities within that industry. 
tell me tell me a little bit more about your day to day role at at, at um, Pfizer. I mean, what essential roles do process engineers play within this part of the industry, and what are you most excited about working on in pharmaceuticals? So. Process engineers play a big part in pharmaceutical industry. Um, so I'm in the tech transfer um, group. So what we end up doing is we end up taking technology and processes um, to make up certain product and then end up implementing them on a larger production scale, um, either so that way we can make the pharmaceutical product for uh, clinical manufacturing, so the clinical trials, or we can end up making them for commercial. A lot of my products are actually for clinical trials. And, um, and so what I end up doing um, every day kind of depends on where we're at in the process. So I help to get the production area ready to be able to make a certain product. So I end up writing the batch records or the recipes um, to be able to help the manufacturing folks that are on the floor actually be able to produce this product and then also help to make sure that we have the equipment that we need. We have um, everything all set up to be able to run it seamlessly. And then I also help with troubleshooting as it ends up, as the campaign actually ends up going along. Um, and then all throughout that process, end up meeting with the team that's focused on that specific product and end up telling them about any issues that are happening and where we're at in the process and then showing them um, data. And, and I, I find it very enjoyable. I really like being able to um, work with the manufacturing group to be able to help make a product and then get it ready for clinical trials and or commercial. It's, it's very satisfying just to be able to, um, again, troubleshoot and, and get things ready for production and be able to make things that can help people. And how about you, Carlos? Uh, what do you see um, about process engineering within the pharmaceutical space that um, is particularly fascinating to you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, at Merck, I mean, the technical operations group. So what, uh, what, what I do in the day-to-day -day is help run the business, basically. Um, so lately, I've been having a lot of uh, optimization projects, uh, so just trying to increase throughput. We are producing vaccines at my site, so um, I've been doing a lot of problem solving and also troubleshooting uh, any any questions that they may have from the manufacturing area. Uh, you you have to analyze the data and come up with an answer and try to help solve any problem that they may have. And where do you see your um, career journey eventually taking you? I mean, you know, you're just at the start, you know, but where do you see yourself eventually evolving your career toward? Yeah, yeah, I'm learning a lot. Like right now, I'm actually drinking from a fire hose. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so, so many systems to use uh, and there's so much data, so... I'm still learning. I, I feel like I'm going to stay uh, uh, absorbing all this knowledge and trying to become uh, like a subject matter expert in mm. a process within Merck. That's, that's great. I mean, that's really admirable. Um, Donna, what about you? What's your career trajectory? Where do you want to be in five, 10 years in terms of your career? 
Well, I, I think I want to stay in the tech transfer space for a little bit because I'm really enjoying it just with the wide variety of products. Um, at the at our site, we do large molecules. So I'm learning a lot um, about just, you know, the biologics of it and scale up and then also about the mRNA. And I've just been learning a lot right now. So I think I want to stay here at least um, for a little bit and then eventually probably become like a project manager and help with um, implementing new technology within the site. Great, great. Well, you both have been fabulous to talk to. I really appreciate it. We're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing a little bit about your story. Thank you. It's been great to talk to you both. Yeah, thank you so much. Our guests today have been Donna Bryant and Carlos Prieto Perez. For more details about the topics we discussed or to find out more about the Doing a World of Good campaign, visit doingaworldofgood.org. And that does it for this episode of Doing a World of Good. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, search for us on your favorite podcast directory or visit doingaworldofgood.org. On behalf of everyone at the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, I'm Bob Norp. Thanks for listening. Thank you.